This is Live Well Talk on New Clinician Spotlight. I'm Dr. Dustin Arnold, Chief Medical Officer at UniPoint Health, St. Luke's Hospital. Today, another episode of uh, New Clinician Spotlight. And joining me today is Samir Patel, a physician with UniPoint uh, Clinic Family Medicine out at Bowman Woods. Dr. Patel, welcome. Thank you for having me. Uh, as we said right before the podcast, you and I have crossed paths before just through some other medical uh, uh, assignments, if you will. But uh, start, tell me a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? Where'd you go to medical school? Where'd you just take me through that? Sure, my pleasure. Uh, originally born and raised um, in a south suburb of Illinois or okay. Chicago, actually called Orland Park. So if, I know a lot of Chicagoans are out in this area relocated. Yeah, so yeah. I've, cro- I've came across a lot of people actually from that area. Um, actually, one of the clinical uh, administrators at Tower Terrace that just recently opened, we're from the same hometown. Oh, wow. And so it was nice to see the kind of that connection. Yeah. But um, born and raised, I went to DePaul University in downtown Chicago. I actually went into degree for computer science at the time. And outside of that, um, personally, I had a couple close relatives kind of just fall ill just to underlying conditions that, you know, as a child and a teenager or those outside of the medical kind of community aren't familiar with. And so that kind of led me down a road to say, you know, seeing the goods and the bads in medicine kind of wanted me to go down that path to say, you know, I've seen the good. I want to be part of that good and trying to give back to the community. So that's kind of what made me go to medicine. So I uh, went down to school down uh, Coral Gables, Florida, called AUC, was able to study, study abroad in uh, third world countries as well to kind of see how that medicine um, approach was. And then did a lot of my clinicals at uh, in Michigan uh, through the University of Michigan and uh Wayne State as well. So I was down in Detroit receiving a lot of inner city hospitals doing my training. And ultimately, I decided family medicine more so because I love relationships. I love to establish a relationship with the That's family, good. be able to, at the time when family medicine docs were birthing childs and kind of seeing them across and seeing how they grow up. And I had a strong relationship with my family doctor is kind of the reason why I kind of fell into that, that category. Uh, you know, I, I think like those old school family docs that, you know, did everything. Um, they're just amazing. I love hit, sitting down here and stories from them. Uh, it's just, it's just fascinating. And mm-hmm. I can see why you're influenced that way. I think that influenced me to a certain degree. Uh, some of my choices because they, they really are, they really, they, I mean, they used to do everything, mm-hmm. everything, you know? Um, and, uh, yeah, there's, if you ever get a chance to sit down with some of the older guys, uh, just, just hear their stories and you'll just be amazed sure. at what they've did, done and what they've seen. Um, so you are doing family medicine. Yes. And you're at, out at Bowman Woods. Do you have any areas that uh, of clinical medicine you like a uh, special interest in? Sure, I do actually. I just think more so from my own personal experience is targeting weight loss, especially with probably, you know, the whole infamous dad bod situation or even mom, I'm going to call it mom bod now, is that especially, uh, you know, after children, we see a a, a trend, especially myself, I've always been really thin childhood, I couldn't gain weight. And then all of a sudden, you kind of hit that number of age where it's all of a sudden, I can't lose the weight no matter what I do. And so for me, my biggest area where I had to look back was when I had my first daughter and she's only almost five now. But at that point, I was the most heaviest I ever was. And you tend to not realize that you kind of just it accumulates over time. You know, you're yeah, enjoying yeah. life. And I always tell patients, you know, we love to eat that food because it's comfort. It's comfort for me. And at the point where I did my blood work and 
you know, we couldn't even spin it down here to assess the values. It had to go down to, to mayo because it was so fatty. It was so lipemic. And that was kind of like a, an awakening for me and say, you know, this is what my goals are. This is what I need to stay healthy, not only for myself, but for my children in the long run. And just going through that, how many diets I've tried. We all hear about those fad diets. You want it, you think you can go from fat to fit in 12 weeks. And yeah, I was basically yeah. went from starving myself and basically losing all my muscle mass. And so it took me almost four years. And even to all your listeners out there, even after four years, I'm still not where I want to be. I mean, of course, I've went down to probably the thinnest I've been as an adult, but just taking that knowledge and trying to navigate through all of kind of those fad diets and those things that aren't really believable or what you see in mainstream is something that I can, you know, help educate people that would, you know, love to see me and to kind of get them on a right path and just based on my own experience and oh, say, this is where we well, need to I, start. I'm sure there's a lot of listeners and patients that'd be excited to see you with that. So family. Yes. You mentioned the daughter. Tell me about your family. So uh, luckily, so once I finished my training out from Michigan med school to Pennsylvania, where I did my residency in family medicine, um, <clears throat> most of my family relocated to Iowa City, just like, as I mentioned before, most Chicagoans tend to migrate this area. And, um, you know, they... I've been visiting the area since I was in high school, early years, and it just we just fell in love with, the, you know, being from the Midwest, we love the Midwest culture. And it's unique, and I feel like to Cedar Rapids, Iowa City, is that, especially with Iowans in general, and you ask any Iowan, they all say the same thing, is that the culture here is so family-friendly. You know, it, it's very rare that you would see a car on the side of the road and someone's not pulling by to stop by and ask for help. And oh, that's, yeah. that's yeah. the culture yeah. that I love, that I embrace, and so, Deciding where to relocate permanently to establish a practice or family is uh, my sister who's out here as well. She's like, why don't you come out to this area? And so luckily I was I was working for a facility and I met my wife who was not obviously my wife at the time, but she worked in the same hospital. And it took me a year to kind of get the courage and also <laughs> to find out it was like there's no way that a person like her can be single or available or not married. And so it took me a year to have the courage to basically say, OK, I'm going to just find out. You know, I'm sure I'm going to get rejected and say, hey, you know, my thought process was at least she can tell me I'm flattered, but I'm married. But it wasn't the case. And, you know, within a year later, we got married. And the year after that, we had our first daughter in 2017. Her name's Penelope. And uh, she was just a miracle for us. And so we decided to relocate to Arizona just because I thought the weather would be nice. But it turned out to be too nice. But luckily, the benefit was we had a second daughter named Everly, who's now two years old. And we just moved back. See, I, I have a theory. First of all, I, I definitely you won't be giving dating advice to patients, but you'll be giving them weight loss advice, right? Definitely. So, okay. Yes. All right, that's it. <laughs> but, you know, I, I love the change of seasons. Uh, I love Cedar Rapids. It's my hometown. Um, I, I think that's the change of seasons that makes communities nice because, you know, if winter's coming, well, I better fix the screen door. You know, if winter's coming, I better get that you know, outbuilding painted, you know, so you, you just have that change. And, and I, I think it makes the community a nice, nice place to live. And if you get someone to move here, they stay here. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I don't think you could come visit and go, oh, yeah, this is, you know, it's not uh, San Diego, right? But once you're here, you're like, this is where I want to raise my family. Yes. Yeah, so uh, I, I really do believe that. And I've had, I went to Co, and I've had guys that went to Co from Chicago, then I run into them. I'm like, what are you doing here? They go, well, you know, L.A. was cool until I started having kids, you know, and then this is I want to be back in Cedar Rapids. So, yeah, it's a good town and I'm excited that you're here. Oh, thank you. Yeah, exactly. The point is what my wife and I discussed is 
We wanted to raise our girls in in the culture that we grew up in. And, you know, I, I mentioned to my wife, I'm like, you know, you have, I think what I term desert fever when every day is the same. You're like, um, oh, I can't think of his name it was Peter Bankman, but I don't know his name. For some reason, the actor who played Groundhog Day, he was kind of like the same day every day. Yeah, Bill Murray. Bill Murray. There we go. Yes. And so. A big part of, you know, Midwest, why we love is that change of seasons and Christmas feels like Christmas in the snow in the wintertime and you have the the fall and the foliage. I I always describe the weather. How's the weather? I said, well, in Iowa, whatever jacket you pick in the morning is probably going to be wrong in the afternoon. (laughs) Just expect that. Sure. Um, Well, usually I ask what motivates people every day, but I think you've said that. You, You really enjoy the relationships, don't you? I do. I do. I just, I want to take that extra step because it's a... The relationship isn't more so that I see from, uh, you know, a patient and a physician or a patient and a provider. It's something where we establish, you know, the personality and you connect. And for me, I really look out and I want to look out for them saying, you know, if these are your goals. I want to be able to support you and be available, you know, as far as whatever your needs are. And we may not necessarily agree and this is from our patient standpoint, but at least we can respect one another where I can support your wishes. And that's yeah. I feel at the end of the day. You know, we as patients as well, me being one of them, is that I want a provider. I would look to a provider to say, you know, I, I hear you and I want to support you how I, I can. I, I just just came out of a meeting prior to this podcast about telemedicine and um, I, I'm kind of skeptical of it because I think you lose that relationship that you build that touch point. Mm-hmm. You know, I used to say all the time patients came to see me in the clinic because they want to talk to my nurses, you know, and then I was kind of an afterthought, right? You know, it's just that contact with people is important. And I think it keeps people touching the healthcare system that leads to better health. So that's my rant. We'll end it right there <laughs> as far as, uh, as criticizing telemedicine. What, what, I, I think you've kind of said this, but another kind of question that we ask is what, what would, what do you want patients to know about you? Sure. Um, from uh, first and foremost, I believe that I would like patients to know that I'm I'm perfectly approachable and uh, level-headed in the sense that, you know, as patients, we, we have a fear that we might be afraid of our doctor, what our doctor is going to tell us, or that, oh, he's just going to go in there and tell me that I, I need to lose weight and I need to stop smoking and I need to... And sometimes that might detract people. And I feel like it might detract that type of negative thought process of in the medical field or that if I go there, a doctor will tell me something wrong. And so for me, I feel like the... A very important thing is that, um, you know, I'm very open and understanding and uh, having that conversation to understand, to say, you know, once once again, as I mentioned before, is that I hear you, I understand you, I respect your concerns and wishes, and I'm here to help support you and help you navigate through life where you need me to be. Well, that's your your beyond your years and wisdom there, because I think after 25, 26 years in medicine, I'll say that each patient relationship is individualized. And the physicians that use a Procrustean, if you will, or fixed response to everything tend not to have the success that the doctors are willing to listen to the patient, hear their story, because everyone has a story. Mm-hmm. And and designing a healthcare experience that's patient-centric. And, and that's what you're describing. You yes. know? So I think that's going to be a great fit. Uh, particularly out there at Bowman Woods. Uh, I know some of the doctors out there and I I have a lot of respect for them. Um, What what is one fun fact or trivia that about you that you'd want listeners to know about? 
Uh, it's a tough question because I feel like I have a lot and just kind of want to narrow it down. Um, I think fun fact, I think once again, it's kind of like encompasses me as a as as a person and how I look after as far as uh, my medical thought process is that to promote a overall healthy well-being. And for me, comfort starts with my belly. <laughs> Put it that way. So I love to cook and I love recipes and I feel that healthy eating it promotes a healthy lifestyle, both mind and body. And so that's one thing I always talk to my wife about is that no matter how she would want to help me as much as to support me, I'm kind of one of those people that no matter how busy I am, no matter how busy day I have, I enjoy coming home no matter how busy it is just to cook something because it provides me peace and happiness. So wow. it's anyone who loves to cook or shares that passion or who's never even tried it before. It would be something that just have a conversation about saying even the littlest things, you know, not only preparing it yourself, but enjoying it. It just creates a whole better process, I feel like, with everyone. So that's one thing that I really enjoy. So Wow, that is yeah. that is very uh, amazing. Uh, I'm not that person. <laughs> uh, you know, nothing. I am not. a. Not, um, I can make frozen pizza and uh, have pizza delivered and pick stuff up and carry out. That's about all I can do. So fortunately, my wife is a good cook. And, Fantastic. Uh, and, uh, and obviously, I enjoy her food. So, you know, thank you for joining me. Uh, this was really uh, uh, enlightening. Uh, I learned some stuff about you I didn't know. You know, I knew some things about you. And uh, I think uh, physicians, I mean, excuse me, I think patients are going to really enjoy working with you. I think you have that... Uh, when to be paternal and when to be fraternal mentality, which is a skill that is hard. I don't think you can teach it. You know, I think you just have it. And that's, Thank you. That, that's, that's impressive. Uh, once again, that's Dr. Patel. He is at Boma Woods Family Medicine. And if you're interested in uh, meeting Dr. Patel on a professional level, uh, you can schedule an appointment with him at uh, Bowman Woods Medicine, 319-832-1463. Thank you for listening to Live Well Talk on. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your family, friends, neighbors, strangers about our podcast. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcast. Until next time, be well.